All right. It's news to us. We're live on Adobe Radio, I uh, I think. Are we on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who really knows. Who who knows? Who can tell? I, I don't I'm not familiar with the setup in LA. But uh, hmm. uh here we are. Uh it's Eddie here and uh, Katie and Jason and Chris. We have a full house. Look at that. Hi. Everyone's here. Hello. Hey. Everyone. And even Heather Kilpatrick is going to be joining us, believe it or not. She is running for office in Georgia. She is running to represent the 11th district and uh, she'll be joining us to talk about her campaign and more. Uh, let's just hit the little thing and start the show. Here we go. It's news to us. IW Radio. There we go. Um, yeah, everybody's here. That's cool. Uh, how are you guys doing? Everybody good? We're doing good here. How about you, Eddie? Doing good. Got Hugo here in the LA studio. He's looking good. Yeah, he's chilling. He's been playing with dogs here. He's been kind of a terror today, actually. He's got a mm. lot of energy. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's 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 <laughs> he's got that crazed look in his eye today. <laughs> LA is suiting him well, huh? I guess so. I think it's getting to him being in LA. It's um been really hot here very hot. is he becoming too hip is he is he becoming a too hip for his britches hollywood hugo is what we're calling him now <laughs> he needs a purse <laughs> no eddie, eddie needs a purse to carry him yeah i do that would be nice uh so much chris, to chris yes. how are you out yes, there chris, in wisconsin chris, we'll say chicago how doing about fine that? thanks we have yeah. uh, la chicago and denver covered yeah there you go yes. mm. the three cardinal points we just need somebody on the East Coast now, and then we have the whole the whole nation covered on its news to us. Yeah, I'm thinking like Raleigh, North Carolina. We need someone there. Yeah, screw New York City. Everybody goes to New York City. Yeah. You're right. I think yeah, because like, it's awesome. Raleigh, North Carolina, have a correspondent. Yeah, why not? Well, I'm happy to report this week we can breathe in Denver. Last week we couldn't. This week we can. Denver had the worst air quality in the world. I understand because of wildfires in uh, California. We did. Yeah. So sorry. It was horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing okay. Good to have everybody here. I guess we better jump into the top stories with the dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. Well, in our last episode, we talked about Afghanistan and what's happening there. Before we jump into that, though, just real quick, this is just sort of like a little bit of a sidebar. Uh, we were talking about the uh, Taliban. I said Taliban. And Jason said Tally. Taliban, not Taliban. Chris, Taliban. what do you think it is? Taliban or Taliban? It's Taliban. Well, hey, Taliban. what year is this and how old are you? Let's go. We've to been Taliban. at war in Afghanistan now, for 20 years since we've all been in high school. How the hell did you say Taliban? Let's go to the president of the United States of America, Mr. Joe oh, Biden. No. How do you say? Oh, don't do it. Joe, take it away. You know as well as I do that the former president made a deal with the Taliban. There you go. He said the Taliban. Taliban, not Taliban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I stand yeah. corrected. I stand corrected Wait, correcting you. Why don't you put it in Google and see how it's how they pronounce it? Yeah, we let's see how they that. say it. Okay. Try it. 
Uh, we can do that real quick. But I mean, I, the the president says it closer. Uh, he doesn't say Taliban. It. Yeah, Taliban. Yeah, but again, yeah. Joe Biden says it more like I do. No, yeah. he really doesn't. Right, he says it more like we do. He's right in the middle of both, actually. I want to see another clip of him saying it, he, not just one. I want to see oh, several. He did say it several times, and I was going to make a Eddie, montage, but it's... I want to hear you say it again. I want to see hear you say yours. Uh, Taliban. The Taliban. The so, Taliban That's band. like a 60s like rock group. Uh, again, here's the president. Yeah. Again. You know as well as I do that the former president made a deal with the Taliban. Yeah. And this guy knows what he's talking about. He might know a thing or two. Yeah, and he's saying Taliban, not not <laughs> Teletubbies band or whatever you're saying. I don't know. Uh, well, app, tomato, tomato. It's tomato. Everybody says tomato. Who I says say tomato. Who says tomato? I'm going to start saying tomato. In the world. From now yeah, on. Nobody. Somebody's wait, wait, real saying. quick, though. And the bigger question is, who says potato? Nobody. No. I guess no. the Kennedys... I had a delicious potato salad. It had tomatoes. It was very good. <laughs> we must hunt down the Taliban. Yeah, Taliban. Uh, is, yep. Now we're going on a tangent, but uh, Katie, why don't you share how you say Italian to everyone? Italian? Now that's a completely, that we could do a whole show on that. Yeah. Not only wrong, <laughs> a little offensive. That could be a whole oh, dirty date. My dates. friends in high school made fun of me for this too, and I just don't even understand it. Well, Do it again. Italian. <laughs> oh. All right. We got off on it. It's just getting dead. more and yeah. more offensive. I, I, you know, uh, let me hit the little wait, thing again. Are, uh, are, are you offended? Yeah. No. Let's do huh. the dirty deets here. For real. Here okay. we go. For real. Dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. So, big, yes. Big news of the, of the day was that uh, the last of the U.S. troops have left Afghanistan as of this afternoon. Okay. Marking yeah, breaking news. The end. Just before we got uh, on the air. Lord. Stop interrupting me, Eddie. Oh, I thought you were, you're, you're, you're speaking with long spaces between your sentences. Yeah. So he's I'm giving speaking dramatic with drama. Coverage. Thank you. Dramatic coverage. Yeah. Dramatic coverage. You go ahead. Take it away, Eddie. No, you, I, I was trying to jump in because I thought you were at a loss for words. I was like, is he, what's going on? <laughs> Jesus, H. Lord. No, he's giving dramatic coverage. Yeah. All right. I'm being Eddie, music. you're being the Taliban of uh, radio editing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you speak in your dramatic. Tone. I already said what I wanted to say. Oh, okay. It's over. Moment passed. Yeah. Yeah. After uh, 20 years, we are exiting the region and. We um, exited. Well, are fully? We still have a. We're few. out. Military is out. Nobody, nobody's there. No, nothing's left behind. But we still are. We still evacuating. No, we're done. The last of the U.S. troops are out. Last military planes have left Afghanistan. Yeah, and what a what a crazy situation all around. What a shit show. But the last several really, weeks there, has, there been, has yeah been really trying for them. Uh, last week, we learned of uh, an attack on the the um, airport where 13 service members, U.S. service members, were killed in action by a suicide bomber. Um, I mean, that was that was pretty horrific, right? Yeah, and scores of Afghans yeah, died like trying to evacuate. Yeah, 
there was almost another attack, right? That was thwarted. Yeah. Yesterday there was another attack that was imminent and the U S sent a drone to kill <laughs> multiple suicide bombers. But reports are coming out from Afghanistan that um, several children were also killed um, from the blast. Horrible. I mean, on some level, it's like, do you think that some people in Afghanistan have to feel almost relieved that we're leaving? No, no, I don't. I yeah. no, but like, no, I think they're feeling a sense of betrayal and, and horror that the Taliban are back in power. I mean, I, yeah, we've brought a lot of warfare to their country, but it's at best a myth, the idea that we're no longer going to be dropping. The drone strikes are only going to increase now that the troop presence is out of yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah, I guess that's probably a truth. The drone strikes will keep going, but the Taliban will be stronger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look what happened, though, in the last month of the Taliban taking over the entire country. Like, was that were we really helping a nation build or were we just propping a nation up? Like it sucks for the people, but there was no one there. Like the, there was no like formal government. Like we were literally propping a, that government up, like without us, they obviously failed. I mean, in a corrupt government at that, like I, it just sucks. It sucks for like the common person there, but like, what else are we supposed to do? Or do, do we just continue to prop it up? I mean, what do you think, Chris? I've been thinking long and hard and trying to, like, you know, uh, iron down the uh, way I feel about this and to articulate it. And in terms of where we are right now, what I think we should have done is or should do is politically impossible. Ideally, I think we should have really done what we should have done in the first place and gone in with hundreds of thousands of troops, but that just isn't politically feasible in America today. So I guess the only question, the question I have of troops do, what would that do? If you have a soldier for every man, woman and child in any given country, you're going to control the, you're going to, you're going to tamp down an insurgency and really, but, 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 but like, Here's the thing is, I don't think that they want to become like America. Like, I don't think they want to become is like, I don't know what the word I'm searching for is. Westernized. Is westernized is America. Like, I think that there is a segment of the population that likes being that Eastern culture where women are not allowed to do certain things and women have to stay covered and, you know, like, like I feel like there's a huge population there that like that culture. And I mean, if we go in with hundreds of thousands of troops, like the Taliban just go to Pakistan Exactly. Like surrounding countries, like, like are we going to invade them too? Like we can't change the culture with troops. So, like, how? I mean, I mean, how do we win that battle? Time. I mean, I really. What I've decided is that after nine eleven, there should have been a draft. That was the only way to get this country all in. What we did 
we threw away the lives of the troops who did die in Afghanistan by not committing fully to to the war. But we also you threw look at our last successful yeah because we didn't invest tens of trillions, which is what it would have cost. But they were also, they've also been talking about how they were just building irrelevant shit. Sorry, our dog's watching TV. They were just building irrelevant shit all over the place. Like they were building schools that they knew people would never attend. And yeah, they because were, there wasn't roads and because there weren't cars, we needed to spend yeah. more money in Afghanistan than we spent in the history of the United States in terms of our infrastructure. Oh, Those are the costs we, we needed to pay. When we can't do that here. And our because we should have figured out how to do it here and there. But and so really it's a political suffering. failure, but these, yeah, we have to find a way to do it both places. But why would like we after nine 11, like we had to figure out what it was like, what, what are the prices we're willing to pay? I mean, like, I are we willing to risk another 9-11 for a more fair economic redistribution in the United States? Like, I don't have the answer for that, but I don't think America ever sat down and had that discussion with itself in a way that was meaningful. The last successful, like really, truly successful war the United States fought was World War II. Agreed. And we yeah. occupied Germany and Japan with tens of millions of troops in both countries if you count the uh, uh, allied contribution from uh, Russia and the UK and and uh, Free France and and whatnot, well, tens of millions of troops. I, if you look at a relative population uh, comparison between the population of Germany and Japan in the 1940s and Afghanistan in the 2000s and 2010s, fairly simple population dynamics. We needed to go in. In the first place, with tens of millions of troops, but what was we the tried real, to do it with I mean, three thousand. But the, what was the real we, reason of being in Afghanistan, though? To keep what is happening now from happening. No, it was to take is, out Al Qaeda. Yeah, that was that was the original. No, it's not to take out Al Qaeda. It was no. It yes. was to prevent terrorists from being able to launch not Al Qaeda but terrorists. It was Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda then, ISIS K now. Well, it doesn't matter what the name of the terrorist well, organization those, those are is. Two different groups. This is a yeah, there are two different I mean, groups. It doesn't I, matter what group it is. We were there to prevent but it, it terrorists. Does matter. But I it think, does matter though, because you're talking about the Taliban. They're in like the they're in with Ka the Al Qaeda, ISIS K, yes. or they're against the Taliban. Like doesn't they matter if the both. Taliban can't keep the ISIS Taliban K from launching the attack. They governed Afghanistan for, uh, and that's why we went in. That's why the Taliban, we were trying to get the Taliban out is because they were working along with the Al Qaeda and gave yes. them a safe haven. Yes. The real reason why we went there was to get rid of Al Qaeda. They were the terrorist network, not the Taliban. The Taliban allowed them to thrive right. in their country. Yeah. And so if you don't get rid of Taliban, you don't get rid of Al Qaeda. I, I mean, I, I We'll have to move on here, but uh, one just thing I wanted to say just real quick is uh, um, I don't think that winning the war quickly benefited the people in power either. This is all to feed the military industrial complex in a lot of ways, too. So, And one other thing I want to add is uh, how many 9-11s have we lost to covid Right, right. All right. And Dirty nobody Deets. wants to fight that war. Dirty Deeds continues on here. The Dirty Deeds. 
look at this week's most important stories. I'll tell you about a cow that was spotted in the McDonald's drive-thru in just a second. <laughs> but uh, first, Hurricane Ida, the fifth largest hurricane to hit the U.S. and a million people without power in New Orleans still without power. What's the latest? Uh, yeah, we- like you said, all of New Orleans is only without power. They said one of the lar- like one of those big electrical towers well, toppled over into the Mississippi River. So, do Ooh. we have any listeners there? Do you think uh, this evening? No. When we're if doing we the show, do, thanks for the uh, vote might, of the, yeah. We might because there are Verizon towers working. So oh. if we do, please give us a call. Sure, one triple eight ninety nine Adobe. Uh, if you happen to be in uh, that part of the country, we'd love to hear from you. We'll. Uh, We'll just yeah. cut, we'll, we'll put you on. We'll cut into the middle of a commercial if we have to. We don't care. Verizon's the only network I heard that's working uh, rather reliably. Yes, yeah, spotty, in that area. but it's working. Surprising. AT and T not working. AT and T Mobile not working. This this, this segment is a, not brought by Verizon. Probably by the way. be in a Verizon commercial, right? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we, uh, yeah, we're thinking about all the people out there. Be safe if you're in that area. Uh, 18 water systems serving a quarter of a million people were also knocked out of service, which is really scary. When you have no power, no water, you're back in the stone age. You're back in like medieval times. And that's just like really scary. It is nice to know that like it was 16 years since Katrina to the day. And they, my God, really invested. Yes. And the well, the levees held up. Um, yes, the levees held up. We invested billions of dollars to help fortify a city that's under, like, lower than the sea level, and they worked. Thank God. And yeah, the city pumps held up too, for the most part. Yeah, and we're pumping water out of the city. There was no major flooding for the most part. Like, and of course, all good news. There was also a big concern with the hospitals and overwhelming the hospital system because. As of right now, uh, they're uh, filling uh, the beds are pretty much all full with COVID patients. So, right. if a lot of people had to seek medical uh, assist, like emergency uh, care due to the hurricane, it was a bad situation there. So, yeah, currently four hospitals are uh, and thirty nine medical facilities are all operating on generator power. So, hopefully, they can get the power back up. But officials are saying that'll take. Uh, it could be up to several weeks before they can get all power restored. Which yeah. is super scary because yeah. you can't pump gas without power and generators run on gas and there's only so much gas. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So so stay safe out there, friends. In yeah, hang in there, Louisiana. We're rooting for you. And uh, well, on a, on a lighter night before, on a lighter note, before we get our guest on here in just a moment, there was a uh, a cow that went through a McDonald's drive-through. Did you guys see mm. this? No, I did not. I heard, uh, okay. I heard about it. You heard about it? Big story. I didn't even hear about it. Big story. They NBC broke into regular programming with this special uh, report. Here's <laughs> here's this. Well, it could be one of the strangest things ever seen at a Macca's drive-thru. In the American state of Wisconsin, motorists noticed a cow in the back seat of a Buick. The woman driving the car later revealed that she had just bought three calves, as you do, and was driving them home when she decided to stop for a burger. Oh, I hope it was a vegan burger. Because they poo a lot too, don't they? Oh. That's very messy in the back of the car. Maybe she had one of those little baggies. All right. 
Well, there you go. That's what happened there. Oops. Well, it could be one of the. Oh my god! Uh, I, I love how we're using... in the UK. That's I. No, I did that's not Australian. That. Oh, that's Australia. Oh, yeah. Okay, I love how we're using Australian news footage. <laughs> number one, what's a Maccas? And number two, how'd they fit a cow in the back of a Buick? That's Didn't the they say three? Well, or is I, it just one? It just, so she bought three cows, but she there was there. one in the back seat. I guess. Oh. Maybe the Man, cow. Only, how do you fit three calves in the back of a Buick? I, maybe the cow wanted to pay respects to well, one in the back seat, and you take the other two to Maccas. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't actually use beef in Maccas, so it's fine. Well, our well, guest is <laughs> yes. Our guest is in the green room right you now. You and your so beef conspiracy we'll be right back. theories. Hey, we'll be right back. Jeez, we're talking all over each other uh, this episode. <laughs> under, get it. Get yourselves under control. We're professionals. You. I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back with our guest, Heather Kilpatrick. She is on standby right now, and she's running to represent Georgia's 11th district. We'll be right back right here on It's News to Us. Don't go anywhere. It's News to Us. 2022 midterms coverage continues. All right. Here we are. We are live on Adobe Radio. And uh, very excited to bring our guest on. Um, as our midterms coverage continues on Adobe Radio, this week we're talking to Heather Kilpatrick. She's running for Congress to represent Georgia's 11th district, and she is joining us live. Hello, Heather. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. We appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks for having me. And I have to say, I joined right when y'all were doing the cows in the backseat piece, and I was laughing hysterically. So I'm sorry if you could hear me because I realized I wasn't on mute. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're, you're totally fine. Totally fine. Um, that, that was interesting, right? A, a cow in the backseat at McDonald's. That's totally something I would do. I'm not even going to lie. Because ha- I oh. send the videos to my partner like I find on TikTok of like people with like the baby cows and the baby goats. Yeah. And I keep saying, I need this. I need this. And that's not helping my case at all. <laughs> uh, well, you do. Well, let's get to know you a little bit before we jump into the issues. You, speaking of animals, you are a dog mom. What kind of dog do you have? I have two greyhounds. Um, you will probably see them at some point roaming in. Um, and I apologize for my background. I just moved. So my office is not set up yet. So I'm sitting in my kitchen. So I apologize. Oh, you're fine. Um, so I have two greyhounds, Jedi and Sheldon. Um, they have bones at the moment. So they're occupied. And then my partner and I share a corgi named Lily. Um, oh. So, but if I had my way, I would own all the dogs. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we all love dogs here. I think all of us, uh, yeah, are dog lovers for sure. Yes. Um, I have right here at my feet uh, eating a bone. Yeah, I mean, my dog is here at, at the office today. Yeah, he's over here. I don't yeah. know. He's kind of blending in, but. You'll definitely see Sheldon whenever he knows I'm on Zoom or on a conference call or anything. He has to make himself known. So you'll you'll see him. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we love the animals. We love the yes, animals. Um, yes. So what, uh, as we get to know you a little bit before we jump into some like policy questions, what, yeah. what's something on your Netflix list that you haven't watched yet? On my Netflix list that I haven't watched yet. Um, okay. This is my nerd side coming out. I haven't watched Loki yet. Don't judge me. I was moving. Um, 
And I haven't watched any of the What If episodes yet, and those are on my to-do list. Okay. Uh, but I did like the comic books, so like you can't really spoil it for me. Oh, <laughs> did you, uh, Jason? Watched all of Loki. Did you like it, Jason? I haven't watched all of it. I've uh, only watched two episodes. That's it. But I've liked it so far. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read all the comic books growing up, so I, I kind of. You know, you know what happens. Feeling, yeah, I know what it's about, but you know, it's about, I won't spoil it for anybody. Are you into Marvel movies? I am. Um, yeah. I what is? Do you like Marvel? Marvel more than DC? Oh, uh, absolutely. Hmm. DC can't seem to get it together, right? Like all. Chris will argue that. I kind of like DC. Really? I mean, I like some parts of DC. I mean, Batman. Obviously, like who doesn't like Batman? Yeah. But um, I got. I just. Always because I love Captain America. It's just I've always been a Captain America fan and Hulk. Like who doesn't like the Hulk and Thor? Like I just I just always I just always related better to I guess you know the Avengers and everything. But um, yeah, so at my old house prior to moving, I had like the Captain America shield, like the authentic shield, mounted above my TV. Um, so yeah, and then I had. Well, this goes to my other nerd side. I had two authentic lightsabers mounted in an X shape above my bed. Oh, that's nice. cool. That sounds dangerous, though. You got my vote, though. Like, what if they fall <laughs> in the middle of the night? So once, uh, once I get my, uh, I'm waiting on my new furniture. I finally bought like an actual adult bedroom suit. You know, like the the real thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't had one since high school, <laughs> since I had a real house of my own. But once it gets delivered, I'm going to like remount those and everything in my new bedroom and get that set up but yeah yeah um that's that's my nerd side for you but would you want to own a buy the, the source hammer that's my next thing well if you could own a real life lightsaber do you think you'd buy it or would uh, oh, yeah. you Absolutely. Would? i'd be afraid to use that I, i'd like, use it to slice cheese <laughs> i'd use it to slice bread that's what i was gonna say yeah if you could like get a mini lightsaber that you can oh, use great. in the kitchen that'd be pretty nice <laughs> Just think how much easier yard work would be. Ooh, yeah, that too. Ooh. Amongst other things. And just, it's not necessarily like having to use it, just knowing that you have it to use it. Right. (laughs) Oh, here's a. Just sit it on the mantle. That's it. Here's a nerd question for you Would you rather have a pet dinosaur or a pet dragon? (sighs) Dragon. Do fire. Yeah. Or bring it rather. Yeah, I guess you have to make sure it's Seems a like your insurance premium would go through the roof, though. Be a lot <laughs> no, but your yard work would be done. <laughs> your yard work would be done quickly. Yeah, but dinosaurs leaves. Yeah. But, you know, at my old house, my insurance premiums, like, went through the roof, and nobody would give me. I couldn't change homeowner's insurance because my neighbor's house caught on fire. It got struck by lightning and burned down. And somehow that impacted my house. Like, my house was fine. Thankfully, I was very blessed. Um, but, yeah, as a consequence of my neighbor's house catching that on fire and burning, like... How does that make any like, sense? That sounds really... That sounds like a scam. Yeah, that seems not fair it's at like, all. So if, if my neighbor gets into a fender bender, does that also raise my car insurance? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like this whole mess. Like, and it was... My, I guess because it was my direct next door neighbor. I don't know. But, like, it caused, like, this whole thing. And like they tried to sue the fire department, it was a whole mess. And oh, I was like, wow. "So why did my premiums go up? Like my house was fine, but 
those damn insurance You're sticking companies. by your guns, though. I like that. You're not a flip-flopper. You like You're staying with the dragons. It's struck Same by lightning them. again, right? Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I guess because I was in proximity to their house, they're like, well, I guess her house could get hit next. I, maybe that's their logic. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that sounds... Yeah, that's insurance companies. Once you're in office, you have to take them on and, and put it into this. this you know, I, that's actually is that's one of my like to do's is because it I had to deal with it for like five years. Wow. Like I couldn't switch homeowners insurance after that. And it was a pain in the butt. And I was like, so that's just it's one of those protections to put in place. Like they shouldn't be able to do that to you. They really uh, shouldn't because everybody has to have these insurance coverage policies and Right, exactly. And then, you know, it's the same thing, like that same neighbor, um, they had some trees in their backyard, these like 40 foot Lelands that are notoriously have really shallow roots. And when one of the hurricanes came through like four years ago, they fell over and fell on my fence and my, um, my shed. And my neighbor was not living there at a time because their house was still being rebuilt and whatnot from the catching fire. Um, and their insurance wouldn't cover it because they weren't living there. Oh, and so wow. I had to cover it under my insurance and it was this huge mess. And I'm like, see, again, there should be protections in place for people like me. Like it's, it's their property. It's the, it was their trees and I had to pay for it. It was a mess. So, yeah. Jeez. What a mess. That's so bad. How stupid. Uh, it, you know, I deal with health insurance all day. That's what I do. But uh, yeah. you know, this is so you actually insurance that I plan on going after. <laughs> and right. like your situation probably isn't like that uncommon of a situation. Like no, it's it probably, probably is. a lot more common than we think it is. Yeah, I would, I would imagine yeah. so. And you mentioned healthcare. You did so. You spent twenty years in the healthcare industry. And yes, and I'm still in healthcare. <laughs> Oh, and still are. So what uh, What have you done over the past 20 years in the healthcare industry? Um, I work in operations side. So on the administrative operations, I'm the person, I'm one of the people behind the scenes that make everything work. Um, so when you have insurance questions, um, I can tell you about all of that kind of stuff that makes your brain kind of numb. Um, that's me. Um, uh, I am the one kind of helping pull the strings for the doctors. Um, my philosophy is kind of doing everything so the doctors can focus on patient care. Um, that is how I do things. Um, not all practices work like that, but that's how I like to do things. Um, I have worked in all realms of healthcare. Mental health is kind of my specialty. It's where I worked for a long time. But I've worked in reproductive, uh, cryogenics, uh, women's healthcare, um, skilled nursing facilities, our elder care. Um, re uh, I mentioned reproductive. Uh, I've worked in orthopedics, physical therapy, pharmacy. So I've done just about everything, and I have multiple certifications, and um, I have two master's degrees, and. Yeah, if it comes yeah. to healthcare, I've pretty much done it all. So, having worked inside of the healthcare industry, we all know that uh, it's a broken thing. Nobody likes mm -hmm. to deal with health insurance or going to the doctor, and just the whole thing is a mess. And the pharmaceutical industry is even uh, a mess, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so, do you have any plans to look at these things, whether it's regulating the pharmaceutical industry or 
Uh, I'm sure that you're a proponent of um, of universal health care. What other things are you are you thinking about? So I think honestly, I think it all does tie in together at um, at some point. Um, I'm I'm a huge proponent of Medicare for all, um, but I think it's something we have to transition towards. If we Medicare as it is right now is already a broken system. It needs a tremendous amount of work and reform. Um, and it can be, it can absolutely be done. You just need the right people in place. You need the resources there to do it. Um, and I think uh, Biden's uh, private and public payer option is a good first step to transition us to Medicare for all. I think that will also help get the people um, as far as the public that are not on board with it, it will help transition them as well um, because you have to have the public on board with it. That's just, I mean, a, a general concept. Um, and then as far as it's, it's going to be a transition period because you can't, uh, it's going to be a transition period for providers, for health care in general, for all of the health insurance companies, um, for the pharmaceutical industry, for everyone. So, um, that transition period gives time for everyone to make the adjustments necessary to get on board with Medicare for all. And I think that will also allow federal government to put regulations in place and as we can call them like federal guardrails. And I think there needs to be probably like an individual oversight committee or governing board um, in place to do that. Um, that stipulates kind of like on for pharmaceutical, for example, um, put caps in place, spending caps, because some of these drugs, yes, some of them are very expensive to manufacture, but some of them are not. Um, and there needs to be spending caps in place. Like, you know, yeah. with Medicare, you hit those donut holes and it's, it's absurd. So some of these drugs that they have these exorbitant price tags on, it's, it's unnecessary. They can lower those. Right. And, you know, you see that with so many of these drugs, like the EpiPen is a prime example. They saw the need. And so they just, they just shot the price. They, the demand went up. So they just put the price way up and it's unnecessary. And it's necessary right? demand too. It's not like, People are choosing an EpiPen because it's cool. It's not like the latest iPhone. People need this to survive. <laughs> exactly. So it's just it's um, almost criminal. I mean, it's not criminal, but it feels immoral. And there are price gouging protections in other markets. Why? Why shouldn't there be more in pharmaceuticals? Well, we all well, know the, the lobbyists are, are dying because of it. Yes. So how how are you going to invo uh, avoid lobbyist influence when these pharmaceutical companies come to you and say, "Hey, maybe turn a blind eye to some of the stuff we're doing and we're going to slip you uh I mean, a lot of these politicians are bought pretty cheaply. So, hey, for uh $2,000, don't regulate us. Yeah, um that's something I, I think and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I think there needs to be regulations on the lobbyists as well. I, I really do. This is something um, I've enacted in most of the practices I've worked at. Um, it's just like with the pharmaceutical industries that come into medical practices. It seems like um, it'd be good to have someone like you um, in Congress because you have an insider perspective and knowledge of all of this that a lot of people don't have. So I know yeah. that all of this is a really important 
topic to a lot of, I mean, to everybody, healthcare is a necessity. So to have someone like you in office, I think would be, uh, would be really beneficial. And hugely important topic. Do you think that the Medicare for all messaging is kind of its downfall? Shouldn't we be saying healthcare for all? Like shouldn't healthcare not be tethered to your job? Shouldn't we just all have it? Like people oppose Medicare for all. Do you think it's because of the messaging? I do. I, I honestly do. Because when people think Medicare, they automatically think the social security income that comes with it. And I think that's why so many people, especially Republicans or moderates, are just diametrically opposed to it. Medicare for all, when you're speaking in healthcare terms, does not mean you get the social security um, retirement income with it. it. We're strictly talking about the health insurance. And but because they've, they've branded it as Medicare for all, so many people are automatically against it thinking, well, that's my social security that you're just going to wipe out. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking strictly about health insurance benefits. And, and that's why you've got this negative messaging happening. So it needs to be 100% rebranded and universal healthcare works. I'm cool with that. Like it, if, I mean, if you want to just say healthcare for all, fine. Um, I think you're still going to get some negative um, feedback from it because you've got so many people on the um, Republican side saying um, it's socialism, it's socialist health care. And because you've already, they've already had so much time to build up that narrative, um, you know, we're having to play catch up. How do we, but, uh, how do we get through it? There's a lot of hypocrisy there too. Cause it, we mm-hmm. see, Oh no socialized medicine or healthcare. Meanwhile, a lot of people <laughs> on the Republican side or conservative people uh, might run into a medical emergency and then they'll immediately turn to a GoFundMe and they'll, well, they'll source people that way. And how is that not socialism? Quote unquote. I think as much as this pandemic has been horrible, this pandemic is a perfect example of healthcare for all or universal healthcare. They, um, and you can credit Katie Porter on, you know, really making the CDC uh, stick to their guns on pain for uh, COVID care, uh, COVID testing, the treatment for COVID-19. Um, so far to date, no one has had to pay or they should not have had to pay out of pocket for treatment or testing of COVID-19. Now it's starting to change, um, which that was anticipated, but um, that is a perfect example of universal healthcare as as it's minus right there. And anybody who got those those huge bills, because I actually got one and I had to fight with my doctor's office about it. and tell them and give them the federal regulations and send it back to them multiple times. It's very, it was very aggravating, but you know, I wasn't going to pay a $400 bill for a COVID test, um, especially when I didn't have to. And, uh, and I'm sure this is happening to a lot of people, but this is a perfect example of this is how universal healthcare works in situations such as these, you've got these protections in place for things such as this, especially for preventative care, like, COVID testing when you've been exposed, especially if you've been exposed in a workplace. Um, You know, when it comes to treatment for a public health emergency pandemic, this is stuff that's covered. Um, 
all, all of the things like this would be covered under universal health care. And I, I think this is a perfect example that we have right here to turn the messaging around and say, everything that we've been going through for almost like three years now, um, this is, this is what universal health care does. All these other countries that are, are going through this and aren't having people go home with these massive hospital bills now, that's why. Because they don't have this capitalist health care system. Um, yeah, so it, it's, I, I think it's uh, a definitely good way to spend messaging. It is. That's a good way. I agree. And there's a it's definitely an uphill battle, though. Like you said, the propaganda is just so entrenched with a lot of people. And um, but uh, hopefully there's a way to break through all of that. And uh, I I think uh, your thoughts on doing that are are in the right direction. And hopefully we can figure this out sooner than later because it's such an important topic for all. I know that we're uh, running a little bit uh, tight on time here. So Heather for Georgia dot com is where you want to go. If you yep. want to support Heather Kilpatrick for Congress, of course, running in Georgia, which is a very important state uh, with uh, midterms uh, coming up here pretty fast. I mean, like it's, it's August now, yeah. but uh, it's going to be here before you know it. It always comes so fast. And you're rep- er, running to represent uh, the 11th district, which is the biggest district in Georgia, too, by the way. So uh, big, uh, big responsibility. And uh, you're up for the challenge, obviously, running against a few mm-hmm. other Democratic candidates. Uh, is there, a, before we let you go, uh, why, I guess one final question for you, why do you stand out versus the, uh, other democratic candidates running for Georgia's 11th? Um, well, it's down to other, to only one other democratic candidate now. So uh, that's okay. I guess <laughs> Ballotpedia but, is um, wrong. There's wrong information on Ballotpedia. Yes. Well, it just happened last week. So that could be why. Oh, okay. Um, it's just still very fresh, um, Got it. but um, I am the only female Democratic candidate running, and I feel like that gives me a very positive, because I'd be the, if I'm elected, or when I'm elected, I should say, I'd be the second female to ever serve in this seat, so wow. I think that's huge, and I think we need more women, especially women in healthcare um, in Congress, especially with, I think the pandemic has shown us just how much we need people in healthcare um in office that are making decisions to move our health care forward. Um, and I think that uniquely qualifies me for this position. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm just pretty freaking amazing if I do say so myself. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, there you go. I mean, like we've seen in politics, that's pretty much all you have to say is I'm great. I'm the greatest. So, and it works. That's really all you have to say. And just keep repeating. I'm a Marvel in, in Star Wars nerd. How much more do you I'm need than that? Yeah. <laughs> Again, Heather for Georgia.com. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming oh, on the show. You. We hope to catch up thank with you, you again just before the uh the, the ballots are cast and see how you're doing and hopefully afterwards once you're in office. Yeah, have me back anytime. I'd love to come back. Y'all are a lot of fun. Great, thank, thank you. you so much. We appreciate you being here. Good luck. Thanks. Good luck. Bye. All right. So we'll be right back here. Uh I'm gonna we'll hit a commercial a little song. And uh, don't go anywhere. It's news to us on Adobe Radio. All right. It's Adobe Radio. It's news to us where the mics are always hot. Always on. Because you never know when news is going to happen. That's why we keep our mics on during the commercials. And talk over all the commercials. You know what really chaps my ass? Yeah, what's that? This would be a good weekly segment. Noodles and Company doesn't give you extra noodles if you don't get meat. Wait a second. 
Repeat yeah. that. They don't give you extra noodles if you don't get meat. So you can't order noodles and company and, and get extra noodles without ordering <laughs> extra meat. I don't understand if why. I'm very confused. Meat, you don't get extra noodles. Where would you put extra noodles? Doesn't that just mean less sauce? No, but if you like say no meat, you don't get extra noodles. Man, we can't. Oh, 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 oh. So you're saying I'm with you now. I just always assumed that they were giving me less noodles if I order a protein. No. Oh, maybe they do. Mm. And we don't know that. I don't feel like it. We can't give you extra noodles, but we can give you less sauce. Uh, this can be our first investigative piece. Ooh. Separate noodles and companies locations. We'll order different combinations and we'll get like those like uh, like drug scales or whatever and we'll, we'll weigh them out. <laughs> drug scales? Let's do it. If you really want to take this on, we, we can have that expensed, Chris, and you come back with a report. That'd be hilarious. Yes. I, noodles and companies not a nationwide brand, though, like restaurant. Like I think there's yeah, just is. like... Yeah, it is. Is it? No yeah, way. There's, yeah, there's some in yeah. Wisconsin. No way. Really? Chris, yeah. are you willing to take on this investigative all piece, over. Chris? Yeah. I have to ask Chris. No, because as a vegetarian, I'm not going to order the different meats. I only okay, get the tofu. As a half vegetarian, half not vegetarian household, we'll do that. Okay, fair enough. We will We will um, figure out a budget for that and get to the bottom so, of this very important topic. I want... for dinner. Uh, All right. If you uh, also have to uh, buy a freezer. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, I thought this is really funny. Something that maybe we would have done in in school. So there was a school board meeting with uh, parents talking to the school board and uh, some students as Chris chugs wine. Are you chugging wine, Chris? I'm not chugging. I'm drinking wine from a bottle, yes. Uh, okay. Well, cheers <laughs> to you, sir. Uh, so there was a, a school board meeting, and some uh, some kids decided to prank the person running the school board meeting with fake names. Fake names. And uh, this is what happened right here. You guys work for us in in, in this uh, environment, you answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Hmm. Phil McCracken. Is he there? He's not there. He's not there. Sulk. Suk. Mahidik. Suk Madik. <laughs> Not there. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Is he there? Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. Mm. Eileen? Eileen Dover. No, Eileen. Don Kiddick. Donkey Dick. Are you there? Donkey Dick. Don Kiddick. He's not here. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. (laughs) (laughs) Those were awesome. Those were awesome. (laughs) I enjoyed that. 
But yeah, I'm that crying. Was a couple of new ones I've never heard before. I didn't get Don Kedick for a second. And then I was, <laughs> then I was there. Then I was there. <laughs> I have tears of joy in my eyes. It was it's so such a good one, right? And <laughs> Wayne oh. Kerr. Wayne Kerr. That's a good one too. A lot of new ones. Bill McCracken's an old one though. How is that? You're leading with that, and it's not setting off alarm bells. That's yeah, true. (laughs) But I I like how they start with the classic and then went to new. Like it was, yeah. Like we pay homage to uh, Bart Simpson, and then we come up with our own. Yeah. I mean, how did he not know? Did he never watch The Simpsons? Oh, he ever? knew. <laughs> like he had no. To that know. dude did not know. I don't think he knew. He had that to have known. Did not know. I felt like he was clueless. But like, how Wayne. did he never watch The Simpsons? How do you not? Did? Like in that position, though, you have to say the name. Like I felt like we were. What was the Asian name? name that was very? Uh, uh, I don't remember what that. What was that one? I don't. I don't know. Um, I thought it was very well. Uh, the whole thing it well was good. Good job, kids. It was all well played. Amazing. Well played. Well played. Good job, kids. Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, uh, have you? Are you guys familiar with the milk crate challenge? Yes. No. no. So this really? is where you. I must yeah. live under a rock. Man, I know this. How do you guys not know? That's this? surprising. That's that weird. Jason knows this, and Chris doesn't. For one, it's That's worse really? than the Tide Pod challenge. I will say that. Tide so. What you do is you attempt to climb a staircase made of milk crates without falling. And up and then down. It sounds simple, but it's uh, very dangerous. It's proven to be quite difficult for most. And here is uh, somebody attempting that. Uh, a lot of broken bones. Obviously, if you're listening, you can't see what's going on, but you'll hear him fall. He's going to fall. We all know he's going to fall. So he's almost well, he at the got top. it too. Oh, and he fell. Ouch. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. So Dumb people are, are breaking bones, are going to the hospital, and especially at a time when the hospitals are being overrun yeah, with COVID. Again. What are we doing? Why would you do that on now. the grass? Because Jeez. it's softer than it's the It's a cement. very unstable, uneven. Yeah. Oh. It might seem doing? softer, but it's a guaranteed fall. If you fall. Do it on cement, it'll be a hard fall. Why are we doing this? Like, like Eddie oh. was saying, COVID, the hospitals are overwhelmed with COVID right Jesus. now. Jesus. Like, come on, Just folks. Just don't do Stupid shit right now. Yeah, like Chris. Hospital workers need a break. Uh, Chris is at home chugging wine. He's fine. I object to the characterization of how much wine I'm consuming. (laughs) This is a bottle from last week that I just got out of the fridge. There is a glass and maybe... Maybe a quarter in this bottle. So it's, why wouldn't you pour it in a glass? It's extra fermented. If because as an environmental, as a environmentalist, <laughs> environmental, environmental, I, I, why am I making more dirty dishes? <laughs> why am I making more dirty dishes that I have to waste water? <laughs> Fine. You're drunk. Give me a milk crate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Finally. He's uh, uh, not having this anymore. No, I, I mean, I'm just trying to get to the last item. I'm having fun. Um, okay. <laughs> Where's Hugo? I'm having, I'm having when so Eddie says fun. he's having fun, he's rarely having I'm fun having in my experience. So much fun. No. He's not enjoying this uh, one he was, bit. He was sleeping right here. He's right here. Oh, he can't, he's he out go. of frame. He's out of frame sleeping. Oh. Um, so can you guys say this? Purple burglar alarm. 
Yeah, the purple burglar, burglar alarm. alarm. Yeah, I guess it's a purple burglar alarm. That's, it's easy to say yeah, if you're American, but apparently if you're Scottish, you can't say it. Here is a YouTuber. Um, there's some Scottish people that kind of say purple burglar alarm. 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 Burglar. Burglar. Purple burglar alarm. Yeah, well, the Scottish barely speak English as it is. I mean, can you say bugle? Bugle? But now he's throwing me off. Bugle. Purple purple burglar alarm. Burglar? Can you say burglar like without saying purple? Bugle. Bugle. Purple burglar alarm. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Um, I've said this a hundred times, I'm sure, but yeah, I went through all through Europe when my youth, it was a lot of fun. A lot of different countries. Most of them don't speak English as a first language, but I met one or two people in six weeks who didn't speak English at all. And the only people I couldn't understand were the Scottish. Yeah. And they speak quote unquote English as a first language. So you couldn't be like, whoa, I'm sorry. Do you know how to speak English? Because technically they already are. There's not like a fallback. You go to Germany. It's like, whoa, sprechen Sie English? Yeah. No. Yeah, you can't go, hey, do you speak English in Scotland? Because, yeah. <laughs> then you're going to get an angry that. wailing and you still won't be able to understand what they're saying. No, I could see that. Like, you get there. Like, yeah, no. That's, yeah. <laughs> and that's at, a, at that point, you just start chugging wine, Chris. Just start chugging the wine. What more can you do? Maybe you'll understand them if you drink more wine. I don't see how. Well... <laughs> I think you would drink That's more all. wine and you'll understand Any that. Any final words from anybody uh, as we wrap up this week? Have we said it all? Um, Wait, we've said God it all. bless Louisiana. And we will return. Yes. Good luck, Louisiana. And we'll return with that uh, expose on noodles and company as soon as we can get to our research. <laughs> as soon as we can get funding. Yeah. Wear a mask. <laughs> all right. We'll be- yeah, wear your damn mask. <laughs> And get vaccinated. We'll be right back uh, in a week or two. <laughs> Where's well, your bottle of wine, that's Eddie? A bunch of malarkey. What's that, Jason? Where's your bottle of wine? I I don't know. I'm getting like uh, loopy just looking at Chris chug that Feedback. thing. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I'm, I'm not. Getting, I wasn't joking. There's only a glass in I'm here. I'm getting wine feedback. <laughs> There's a class. I just thought it would look awesome too. It does. Look so awesome. I'm glad. You yeah. should do, next time we're interviewing a congressional candidate, just start doing that in the middle of the interview. <laughs> Maybe we should invite our uh, congress- we should congressional. should all start chugging something. Like one yeah, of the yeah. best parts of living is in Wisconsin is that I bought the set of CVS. <laughs> okay, we'll see everybody. That next is time. amazing.